Let's get it. You already know what time it is. Welcome back into the NFL with AJL, ladies and gentlemen. Episode four on deck alive and well. What a Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes is moving up this goat ladder. Jalen Hurts is continuing to silence the haters. We're absolutely loaded. You've seen the thumbnail. You see the title in the description. Sorry, we're a little late. Uh, the streaming platform was not cooperated with me, so I wanted to make sure we had the best product to put on tonight for y'all. As always, please remember on YouTube, especially 99.5% of y'all that watch the content are not subscribed. Like the stream wherever you're at, wherever we're live at, especially on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that bell so you never miss a post. Of course, the QR code, every podcast platform and social media platform that we've got. I appreciate the love on social media, by the way. Over 100,000 plays on my Jalen Hurts clip. Y'all are awesome. Over 130,000 accounts reached on Instagram. Y'all are truly great. And never forget that you can call into the show, 678-480-8716. Text me if you don't want to call. Tweet me, DM me, at the NFL with AJL on all social media platforms, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go ahead and dive into the show tonight. And like I said, what a Super Bowl that we just had. What an insane Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 is in the books. Jalen Hurts accounts for 90% of his team's yards in his first Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes shrugs off an ankle injury. Um, looks absolutely legendary. Two legendary performances from our quarterbacks here. Appreciate everyone that's in the chat already. I know it's about time. I am sorry. Restream was not cooperating with me. My sound is messing up. Uh-oh. If you got to come up here and let me know what's up with the sound, please let me know. We're plugged in. We're good. Actually, just real quick, since we're talking about plugging in, I know that was a reminder. The laptop's not plugged in. I don't think it's great enough to uh, carry the whole show. Darby with the period. What's up, man? Um, yeah, let me know if the sound's messing up, Taylor. You can come up here and knock on the door. Of course, I want to make sure that the stream is good before we get into it. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we had a hell of a Super Bowl. And I don't really want to retell the story, but I do want to go and talk about the winners and losers of Super Bowl 57. So many players that were balling. Uh, some kind of disappointed. In people's opinion, they disappointed. In people's opinion, they played great. But who were the true winners and losers of Super Bowl 57? I got to start out and give credit to Rihanna, of course. She might be the winner for everybody. Great Super Bowl performance. All the hits that we wanted. I wanted to see Love the Way You Lie, but no big deal. Wanted Shady to come out there um, for his second straight Super Bowl performance, but it's all good. The world figured out that Rihanna's got another baby on the way, so I'm super happy for her and her family. She was a clear winner of this Super Bowl. Of course, Patrick Mahomes, and we'll talk about him a lot later on in the show. Where is his true ranking on the GOAT ladder? Patrick Mahomes clearly balling out. Three touchdowns to scramble on the ankle. The Super Bowl MVP. Of course, Jalen Hurts is a winner in the Super Bowl. Like I mentioned, 90% of his team's yards accounted for were by Jalen Hurts. He had no help outside of him for the rushing attack, throwing dimes on the field to all of his receivers. Y'all know how I feel about my boy Jalen Hurts. The Chiefs offensive line is a major, major winner from the Super Bowl. One penalty all game, one false start all game, no sacks given up to Patrick Mahomes. He was only pressured on 25% of his dropbacks in this Super Bowl. So clearly the Chiefs offensive line is a winner here. Much better. Awesome. Maybe it was the fact that the laptop wasn't plugged in. I'm not sure. Um, that has to be the difference maker there, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
All right. Chiefs offensive line, definitely a winner here in this Super Bowl. Travis Kelsey, I said he was going to be major in the Super Bowl, no question about it. Travis Kelsey came out, put up the numbers. We'll get into that actually now with those numbers. Seven targets, six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. He was able to uh, get over on the secondary, get over on the linebackers in a, in a good enough way, clearly, to have a big game in this Super Bowl. Got to give props to Kadarius Tony as well with the insane punt return touchdown in the Super Bowl, the longest punt return touchdown in Super Bowl history, and being wide open on that pass play that the Chiefs scored on um, with the amazing motion. And, and shout out to Doug P for showing Andy Reid apparently, because he did it to them earlier in the season when the Eagles played the Jags, he showed him, hey, you can run this against this team, and Kadarius Tony happened to be the player to carry that out. Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie, absolutely balled out 15 carries, 76 yards. He was probably the best rusher outside of Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl. Let's just be real. Plenty, plenty, plenty of big-time runs for him. I was really, uh, really impressed with him, to be honest with you, when I saw how well he played in the Super Bowl. <clears throat> A.J. Brown with his touchdown catch and a big, big performance for him. Six catches for 96 yards, including a 45-yard bomb from Hurts. And this was a major thing I said on the last show. I don't even know if he had had 10 catches for 50 yards in this postseason yet. I know they lost the Super Bowl, but A.J. Brown clearly came and balled out. Devontae Smith as well with seven catches for 100 yards and another 45-yard bomb from Jalen Hurts. We saw the one that wasn't the catch. Hell of an effort, hell of a throw. And that, bro that throw from Jalen Hurts to Devontae Smith that was ruled not a catch, that really gave me like some Eli Manning, some Mario Manningham, uh, Eli Manning to Mario Manningham vibes uh, in that Super Bowl. One of the greatest throws we've seen on the biggest stage. Biggest loser on the Chiefs is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Man probably lost his starting role. You know, I, I will say that that is going to be a possibility, and it is unfortunate because we see running backs come in. I mean, look at Zeke, look at Alvin Kamara, Michael Darby. They only get you know, really a small amount of time to pop off. And if they don't, they might get a little more leeway, but usually it's going to get handed off to that next draft pick, or they're going to be lucky enough to have that tandem in the backfield, like the Kamara in the Ingram days, um, obviously like the Nick Chubb and the Kareem Hunt uh, tandem that they have there. But yeah, it is unfortunate because CH was a monster at arguably the best college football team that was ever put together in LSU. So I hate to see that for him, but Pacheco is clearly doing his thing. Now I will say, Y'all are going to disagree more than likely, but James Bradbury, to me, for the sportsmanship and the character, is a winner in this Super Bowl because he admitted that he held, he knew it was wrong, he said it was the right call, and he didn't make any excuses. I'm going to follow it up with Nick Sirianni as well was a winner in this Super Bowl to me because he's also not making excuses, and he said that the call that we're going to get in, excuse me, that we're going to get into later. Let me uh, move that back before I destroy the stream setup with uh, knocking over my water. Nick Sirianni. <clears throat> saying that there were multiple times that they could have done better, knowing that it just wasn't the one call that you know got them out of the Super Bowl or had them lose the Super Bowl. And we're going to talk about that call later as well. Those were my winners. A lot of winners I know for sure. Now, maybe this is a little better. I just hear it kind of screeching in my ear. Losers of this Super Bowl. As much as I hate to say it, the Eagles' entire defense is going to be losers in this Super Bowl. And to know that Vic Fangio helped the Eagles prep for the Super Bowl for two weeks to get prepared for Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in this Chiefs offense. Vic Fangio signed a two-week deal with the Eagles so they could prepare for Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. 
And unfortunately, it was not successful. The Chiefs scored on every possession in the second half, and that's really where the game changed. That's where you saw Andy Reid outcoach Nick Sirianni. Jalen Hurts played great throughout the entire game, but that's when Patrick Mahomes went off as well in the Super Bowl. They converted four of five third downs after halftime and recorded 15 first downs in that span of after halftime. The secondary really lacked discipline when you take a look at it at the end of the day by failing to to follow the players they were covering with their eyes, unfortunately. When you look at this Eagles defense, you got Kadarius, Tony, and Sky Moore easily getting into open space easily getting into open space, excuse me, with those wide open touchdowns. So it's just super unfortunate that this Eagles defense didn't have any sacks. This Eagles defense didn't have a takeaway. This Eagles defense only pressured Patrick Mahomes on 25% of his dropbacks, and they should have been watching tape from that Chiefs Super Bowl against the Bucks. Maybe they don't have the vaunted pass rush like that. Of course, they had the numbers, but clearly if Mahomes has time, He's going to be able to do magical things like he did. And when he doesn't have time, he loses Super Bowls, as we saw, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Again, the defensive line, no sacks, only pressure Mahomes on 25% of the dropbacks. You, you can't deny that. You can't be out here saying that you're going to win the Super Bowl because of your defensive line. The pass rush is the best in the league, which arguably, and I, and I believe it was for sure, um, and then you come out again, no sacks, not a lot of pressure on Patrick Mahomes, the Eagles run game outside of Jalen hurts. That's also going to be a major loser for me. Boston Scott, miles Sanders, no help. Absolutely no help for Jalen hurts at all with the run game here. I mean, it was just unfortunate. It, it was really unfortunate to know that the key pieces for the Eagles didn't like, 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 of course, you know, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and, and, and the Eagles secondary as best as they could. And, and, and AJ Brown played well and, and got into the moments that they needed to, to make plays in the Super Bowl. But when you know that the defensive line didn't come through and you know that the run game didn't come through, that is very unfortunate. And you can't deny that. And you can't look away from that, knowing that the Eagles just did this in front of a third best viewed Super Bowl, 113 million viewers. Absolutely insane. Um, anyone that's griping about the holding call, which we'll get into later, you're that I'm not calling you a loser, but that is a losing characteristic of this Super Bowl. No pun intended. Obviously, people say that that call lost the game for the Eagles and won the game for the Chiefs. Um, Bradbury said it was a hold. I didn't agree with the call, but again, it's 2000 and 2023. We cannot continue to sit here and contextualize the outcomes of games based on the referees. We cannot continue to do that. And then Roger Goodell in the NFL. Those are going to be losers for me as well in this Super Bowl because Roger Goodell, for him to come out and say that the NFL has never been officiated better, that the referees have never been better, that the consistency is there. And he said it a few years ago as well, um, ironically, right after the Saints and the Vikings played, and it was the what I thought of been should the off should have been the offensive pass interference in the playoffs here after the no call. Goodell came out and said it was consistent all year, but that call at that point in the game wasn't consistent with how the Super Bowl was actually called. And for you, Roger Goodell, to have not only the biggest sport, excuse me, the biggest event in the sport, one of the biggest events in sports, and one of the biggest and most popular events in the world, 113 million eyes were on this Super Bowl, third most ever. And that's how the game ends with your great consistent officiating and your awesome referees. I just, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't, I'm not going to get off on a tangent about it. 
clearly teams have been screwed out of big positions in their franchise history because of calls, and this just might be one of those for the Eagles. I'm not going to say that it's going to go down as that because there were choices or, yeah, there were choices they made in the game that got them to the point of, oh, now we got to put everything behind us and say that this call was the reason. No, don't be griping about the call. Roger Goodell has to address this. They have to do better in the NFL. Um, so those are going to be my winners and losers of Super Bowl 57. And just a real cold, hard stat to just reflect how the Eagles didn't bring that defense like they should have. Going into this season, the Eagles' defensive objectives were to affect the quarterback more and take the ball away more. Rightfully so. That's what every defense wants to do. The Super Bowl was the first game this season without a sack and a takeaway. They had one other game without a sack and two other games without takeaways, but never at the same time. And I know y'all are going to probably ask, well, what was the record when those two aspects happened? I'm not sure, but it just goes to show they didn't do it very often. No sacks on Mahomes, really no pressure for him, and no turnovers. I said it, final score 38-35, a turnover will decide this game. If the Eagles could have got a turnover, they could have won this football game. No question about that, in my opinion. Cowboys pass rush was better than the Eagles. Uh, I don't know, Chris. I'm not trying to dive all into that, man. I mean, Eagles had 70. Chiefs were second with 55. I understand there's some dogs on that Cowboys D-line, but I know you're just hopping in here to give me a hard time. If you lose to one call, you already lost the game. It shouldn't have been that close. Um, don't know if I'll say it shouldn't have been that close because I, I really thought that's clearly the score prediction 38, 35. I thought that that's what the Super Bowl was going to be, but I agree. If you lose to one call, you already lost the game. Essentially in 2023, you can't continue to contextualize the games around the referees. Chris also says here, now the Eagles fans are complaining about the grass. Yeah. I want to get into that real quick. I definitely want to get into that. Hmm. Man. Tuck rule. <laughs> now the Eagles fans are complaining about the grass. So I didn't look super into it, but I know the things that stuck with me when I heard about it was apparently the NFL has been testing this grass for like a couple years now. Um, Patrick Peterson was even saying that he was really sure that the NFL would have got this under control, um, that they wouldn't have made the turf such a major thing excuse me, that they wouldn't have made the turf really be an X factor the way it was or how some people feel it was in the Super Bowl. I think over 10 Eagles players changed their cleats. Um, not a single Chiefs player did. So if anything, you had the chance to change cleats. And I think Hertz went through multiple sets of cleats. I think more than two. I'm, I'm not sure. Like I said, I didn't look too deep on it. Because to me, if you got to blame the refs in the field when your quarterback put up 90% of your team's offensive yards in the Super Bowl, Come on, y'all. You're almost kind of discrediting yourself there because your quarterback was legendary. And if we want to look at the call, so be it. So be it. Your quarterback still fumbled and it was still still a scoop and score. Y'all know how I feel about Jalen. I'm not discrediting him at all, but it is what it is. I will say that field was awful. Yeah, the field did suck, man. Um, I saw a bunch of players slipping. Pacheco after he scored. I think I saw Mahomes slip. Um, you know, it was just unfortunate. It really was. And I mean, again, this is why the NFL has to get better because not only officiating, but your freaking field wasn't even in prime conditions for you to actually be able to play the third most viewed Super Bowl in history. Deflate Gate. Okay, yeah. Now he's just now he's just trolling. Yeah, people just kept falling. They absolutely did. They absolutely did. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to be my Super Bowl 57 winners and losers. And just for some takeaways, I know some people might want it out there. 
For me, the takeaways was the Eagles defense didn't show up like it should have. Jalen Hurts is officially an elite big-time gamer, and you can no longer say anything else about that. Patrick Mahomes is a top quarterback of all time. We're going to get into that a little later. He's top 10 for sure. And then Andy Reid continues his dominance as a head coach. He's chasing down Bill Belichick. Five straight AFC five straight AFC title games. Never had a road playoff game since he's had Mahomes as his starter. Truly legendary with what both of them are doing. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned on the show here, we are sponsored by Buy and Sell with AJL for all your worldwide, nationwide real estate needs. Make sure you check out Buy and Sell with AJL on social media. Whether you're looking for a dream home, you want to get some cash flow in a real estate investment, or you just want to get the equity out of your home and move on with a big payday, definitely make sure to contact Buy and Sell with AJL. Thank you to them for sponsoring the show. And if you want to stay ahead of the true media, the daunting headlines that everyone tries to put out there about the real estate crash and it's the worst time to buy and sell a house, make sure to contact Buy and Sell with AJL. They have an awesome exclusive newsletter every month, and it'll definitely keep you in the know of your real estate needs. Of course, everyone, I appreciate y'all so much for tuning into the show. Episode four is live and well. Like the stream wherever you're at. YouTube, please subscribe. Hit the bell. You'll never miss a post. The QR code is every bit of social media content that we have. I am Adam J. Lewis. This is the NFL with AJL episode four. We're not going anywhere, though. I just felt like doing a little bit of a reset. And don't you ever forget that you can call the show 678-480-8716. Get at me on social media at the NFL with AJL on all platforms. Tweet, DM, whatever you would like. Now, Here's a question that I, when I put out my reel and I was saying that Patrick Mahomes and, of course, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts both had a legendary performance in the Super Bowl. No question about that. One of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever watched, and I, I love it. Been watching football heavily since 2005. I'm 25 years old for perspective of anyone that wonders how much ball I've watched. There you go. <clears throat> Jalen Hurts played great, like I said. Um, you know, if, if it wasn't for the turnover at first, I was saying, if it wasn't for the turnover, I would say that Jalen hurts played better than Patrick Mahomes. But after watching the tape again, a couple hours before going live tonight on the show, again, this is NFL with AJL episode four. We are live on multiple social media platforms. When you go back and look at the tape, my eyes don't lie to me. Jalen hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Oh, but Adam, the turnover, he turned the ball over. It was a scoop and score. And he also continued to put the team on his back and run through the Super Bowl the way that he did. Three rushing touchdowns, the most ever in a Super Bowl. There are four games in NFL history with 300-plus passing yards and three rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts has two of them. It might not be by much, but when you look at the throws Jalen Hurts had to make, I thought his arm looked better than Mahomes. He had awesome big throws to Devontae Smith. A couple of them actually one to, um, uh, you know, one to obviously A.J. Brown. And when you just look at the way Hurts was taking off, running through, I get it. Mahomes was hurt. No question about that. But he also won the game and won Super Bowl MVP and took off with a scramble. So I can't necessarily say that he was truly hurt the same take that I had when I said that he balled his life out in the AFC title game, and I feel like he was more hurt then. 
I get it. He twisted the ankle. He also had a 30-plus minute halftime show to recover, and he came back out onto the field. When I look at it genuinely, the eye test tells you that Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes. He had more rushing yards. He had more touchdowns. He had more passing yards. I understand Mahomes had the higher passer rating and the higher completion percentage, but it, it's it's almost like I'm afraid because Jalen Hurts lost the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes is now in the top 10 all-time conversation, climbing up the goat ladder that I can't say that a second-year guy who ran for MVP is continuing to be doubted didn't outplay Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl because I, I again, I believe that Jalen Hurts outplayed Patrick Mahomes in this Super Bowl. And just to know that Jalen's energy, realistically, I, I could feel it through the TV. Jalen's energy was just felt more throughout this entire game, I feel like. His swagger was just clearly on a whole nother level than Mahomes. I'm not saying he is a better player than Patrick Mahomes, but he played better than Patrick Mahomes in his first Super Bowl appearance. And he was the MVP up until he cost them the game. I know you're going to disagree because they lost, and I know you're going to disagree because he turned the ball over. He couldn't hold it in his hands. Big deal. First Super Bowl ever. So be it. Jalen Hurts played better in his first Super Bowl than Patrick Mahomes did in his first Super Bowl. I'm not going to hold the Buck Super Bowl to Patrick Mahomes because he had no offensive line, and he still played good. He honestly did. He played like trash for about 55 minutes in his first Super Bowl and then came alive and clearly the rest was history. It doesn't matter. Now he's in the top conversations because of what he did in that Super Bowl. But again, Jalen Hurts to me outplayed Patrick Mahomes in this Super Bowl. He would have had two passing touchdowns also, which I think maybe could have sealed the deal and kind of erased mentally that turnover for some people. He would have had two passing touchdowns against Devontae Smith if Smith wouldn't have stepped out when he was inside, I think, the three. And then also, if that catch would have happened with Devontae Smith, he would have had more passing yards as well. I'm not going to continue to go on and on about it, but I had to make an accurate judgment, and I firmly believe that that's just how it is. Juju became a loser after he talked trash for no reason. You know, I actually saw a clip from Andy Reid, and I think it was like, Juju, huh? Juju fast, huh? I think you're faster on your TikTok videos or something like that. And I was like, yo, I was like, damn, Big Red. You, <laughs> you had to take it there with him, didn't you? Um, it's hard to win when your defense doesn't show up. Yeah, that's true, man. Again, I mean, that that sucks. That really does suck because, again, 70 sacks, they had a chance. If they would have had five sacks in the Super Bowl, which was a very tall task, a very tall order for any team in the Super Bowl, let alone these Philadelphia Eagles, they would have had the NFL record for most sacks overall in a season. So it is hard to win when your defense doesn't show up, and that's just more of a testament as to Jalen Hurts just playing his life out. I mean, legendary. Truly, truly, truly legendary. Now, as a Saints fan, I'm sure y'all want to hear my take on the infamous holding call. The call. Here we go again. The NFL. Another big game. And another shitty call. Honestly, let's just call it what it is. Another big game. And, and I get it. Everyone's going to get out there. Oh, you want the last parts of the game to be played differently. Bradbury admitted it. That's fine. All of that is fine. But again, when Goodell comes out and says the referees have never been better. The officiating's never been better. It's never been more consistent. 
are you serious? Like, Goodell, are you actually watching how your seven, eight, nine-figure guys on the field, the product that you're putting on the field, how it's actually being called and making the fans, the people that drive the money into this league feel? Because, I mean, third most Super Bowl, third most viewed Super Bowl ever. Um, not consistent with how the Super Bowl was called at all in that game. Does it surprise me? <laughs> no. Hell no, it doesn't surprise me. And, and that's that's the sad part, is it doesn't surprise me. It hasn't surprised me for years. And maybe call me a homer. I really realized it when it happened to us. I'm not going to go back into that tangent, but that's when I, that's when it, and not even just for me, I think that's when everyone realized that it came to the forefront. We were like, wow, these calls, not that egregious, but damn, they're bad. So now we're going to sit here and ask the question, of course. And again, I just, oh, <laughs> the calls have never been more consistent. The officiating's never been better. That's why, again, the biggest event in the sport, one of the biggest events in the world, one of the most popular events in the world, one of the most viewed events, all the money is behind it. That's how, again, that call didn't decide the game, but that's what a lot of fans are going to talk about. Unfortunately, that call in that point of that game is going to lose viewers in the NFL. It might not be substantial. It might only be a few hundred thousand, might only be a few million. I don't know the numbers of how many, you know, fans or, or or viewers, you know, fall out of the league and how many come back in. I don't know how that fluctuates, but that call right there will be the reason why people stop watching the NFL. And I hate that because it's a beautiful sport. We have legends playing their lights, uh, playing their lives out, playing lights out in front of us. And that's one of the calls that happens. I want to see what it says here. <clears throat> Even if he wasn't held, I thought Mahomes wouldn't have connected on that pass. And that's another thing. I'm glad you brought that up, Darby. I'm really glad that you brought that up because, you know, there's a whole thing of, oh, was it an uncatchable pass? This, that, and the third. Um, would Juju have even caught it? You had Keyshawn Johnson on on KJM in the mornings with ESPN. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, he was like, oh, uh, he said something to the effect of they either did or didn't call that or they called it the way they did because of Juju's play style. And he was like, I think he said, like, if Tyreek Hill – would have been running that route that like maybe they wouldn't have called it because Tyreek would have been able to get there anyways if he was held. I don't know. Either way, though, I to me, when I look at it, it was an uncatchable pass. Juju is not necessarily a burner. I mean, yeah, he'll lay out for catches, but, you know, he clearly wasn't <clears throat> able to make a play there. So uh, thank you for pointing that out, Darby. I appreciate that. But y'all call into the show. Y'all get into the chat. Hit me up on Twitter. Text me. Let me know. 678-480-8716 for the call line here. 678-480-8716. Did you agree with the call on James Bradbury? Again, I'm not going to say the holding call was the reason that they lost. Um, again, the Eagles defense didn't show up. I thought Andy Reid, uh, you know, outcoached Nick Sirianni at certain points in the game. Um, you know, and it, it just it it turned out it turned out the way that it did. Is it unfortunate? Yes. Will Eagles fans always remember this? Yes. Um, I mean, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks. It's it's really bad. It's really bad to to have that happen in the Super Bowl. I'm not going to continue to to roll on with it. 
But again, ladies and gentlemen, we are sponsored by Buy and Sell with AJL for all your nationwide, worldwide real estate needs. Whether you're looking to get a dream home, get you an investment in real estate, or just sell and run off into the sunset with your equity, make sure to contact Buy and Sell with AJL on all social media platforms. And if you want to stay ahead of the daunting media headlines, it's the worst time to buy and sell a house. Just make sure you hit up Buy and Sell with AJL. They will make sure to get you an exclusive newsletter sent out monthly with the true news about the real estate market. Now, I said last week and... All right. I said last week that this kind of pissed me off in a way. Um, You know, because I just really didn't know if it was warranted. But... With Patrick Mahomes winning this Super Bowl, um, he's top 10. Uh, we're we're going to get into it. <laughs> I like scratching my head. I'm like, man, can I say this? Is this? But, but the facts are here. The numbers are here. Nothing more we can say about it. Patrick Mahomes moves further up the GOAT ladder. He is now the third quarterback ever to win Super Bowl MVP. And, or excuse me, the third quarterback ever to win multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs. Darby weighing in on the last call real quick. NFL should change the rule to be like college 15 yards, not spot of the foul. Yeah, I feel you there because sometimes they can just be so major. Patrick Mahomes moves further up the GOAT ladder. Again, he is now the third ever quarterback to win multiple MVPs and multiple Super Bowl MVPs. So where does Patrick Mahomes now rank with the Super Bowl win? I've got all the numbers together. If you're looking for that one video that gives you all the numbers about Mahomes to really make your argument, I got you right here. In five years as a starter, Patrick Mahomes has been to five straight AFC title games. He has won five straight division titles. He has five straight 12-win seasons. He is a five-time Pro Bowler. He is a three-time All-Pro. He is a two-time passing yards leader in the NFL. He's a two-time MVP, two-time Super Bowl MVP, which clearly entails a championship as well. But to know that in his first five years in the league, essentially his first 80 regular season starts, he has the most passing yards and most passing touchdowns of all time. No quarterback has ever thrown for 5,000 yards in a season and won the Super Bowl. Don't forget, he is the second quarterback ever to throw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards behind the smartest quarterback to ever play the game in Peyton Manning. The last nine MVPs have lost the Super Bowl, which makes Patrick Mahomes the, Patrick Mahomes the first ever quarterback since Kurt Warner in 99, whether it's the 99 or 2000 season, to actually win the MVP and the Super Bowl in the same year. The last six passing yards leaders that have went to the Super Bowl have lost, but not Patrick Mahomes. And no quarterback has won the Super Bowl, taking up 17% of their team's cap space at that time. The next closest quarterback that won the Super Bowl, taking up close to that much cap space, don't know the name, unfortunately. I probably should have grabbed that, but it was 12.5%. Patrick Mahomes has done all that in five years. And with that, I'm not going to go into the complete top 10. Maybe I should have wanted to just keep it simple so I could really drive the point home. My ranking for Patrick Mahomes all time. Number one, we have Tom Brady, of course. No discussion needed. Seven Super Bowls. Most clutch quarterback of all time. Went to 10 of them. Obviously, he's great. We know what Tom Brady did. Number two is Joe Montana. Undefeated in Super Bowls. 11 touchdowns. No interceptions. That guy, 
truly that guy, and he's only lost that pedestal because of Tom Brady. Number three will be Peyton Manning for me. Peyton is that dude, best regular season quarterback of all time. I'm still waiting for him to get a coaching job somewhere and get the hell off of Monday Night Football with Eli, although that program isn't as bad as one would think. Peyton Manning, clearly the smartest quarterback ever, five MVPs, which is an NFL record, uh, two and two in his Super Bowls, so go figure there. Obviously, my New Orleans Saints beat him in one. At number four, I am going to put Terry Bradshaw, and this might uh, not be something that people think is super sexy, but when you take a look at Terry Bradshaw, he still remains the only quarterback to win back-to-back Super Bowls twice, and he is still also the only quarterback to win four Super Bowls in a six-year span. Not saying Mahomes can't catch him, but Terry Bradshaw's resume is great, and you cannot deny that. At number five, I'm going to have Troy Aikman, which some people don't necessarily agree um, where, you know, with how Aikman played or where his, you know, fit was with the Cowboys or, or whatever the case may be. But Troy Aikman played with insane efficiency while also playing a big role in that Cowboys 90s dynasty. We know about that Cowboys 90s dynasty. Christy, go ahead and hop in the comments. Go ahead and say that I'm praising your boy because I know that I am. He won his Super Bowls, of course. He had the MVP honors, and he was the first quarterback to win three Super Bowls over a four-year span, winning 90 regular season games during the 90s, and he went 11-4 in playoff games. So I can't take anything away from Troy Aikman. Now, I just want to say real quick, pick a side podcast. I love you so much. Y'all are a major reason why I got back into doing this, and y'all are the true definition of consistency and that you don't have to be fancy to get your voice out there. Uh, Joel Moran, love you. Patrick Mahomes is not number one. Um, Joel Dells, I think you put him at number two. Love you too, man. Don't think he's number two. Um, Riv, I can't remember what you said. Uh, but I know Drew, I think you put him at four, which was respectable. I know you had Brady, uh, Montana, Manning, and then Patrick Mahomes at four. And I'd love to put him above Bradshaw and Aikman, but again, Bradshaw, only quarterback to ever win back-to-back Super Bowls twice, and Troy Aikman was the first quarterback to win three in four years. Once Patrick Mahomes wins a few more, I have no problem putting them above him. And I know a lot of people are probably like, ah, it's only five years. What if, you know, what if, and, and when Andy Reid retires and, oh my goodness, what about the talent that could go away? Um, I said it. I didn't think they were going to lose Patrick Mahomes or not Patrick Mahomes. I didn't think they were going to lose Tyree kill or not Tyree kill. I didn't think they were going to lose Travis Kelsey. I said when the time came that it was going to be, um, you know, Tyree kill, that was going to be the one to go. So he did it with losing a major Major, major piece in his offense. Man, y'all, my lips are dry as hell. Go ahead and cue the dry lip comments as well. I might have to get some Blistex or something going on. Yeesh. Mm. My goodness. Anything over in the chat? NFL Mike, what's going on, man? UFO sightings go up the same weekend as Super Bowl 57. Ooh, that's interesting. Didn't hear anything about that. Go ahead and elaborate if you would like Mahomes and Alien confirmed. Uh, yeah, yeah, the dude's out of this world. Clearly, no question. NFL Mike, man, you're another reason why I got back into this. Love your content, bro. You're killing it. Um, obviously, make sure you follow the NFL with AJL. Make sure you go follow Pick a Side Podcast as well. Make sure you go follow the NFL Mike or just NFL Mike on all social platforms. NFL Mike just went to the Super Bowl. He's a baller. All right. So for me, Patrick Mahomes is going to be number six. 
Tom Brady, number one, Joe Montana, number two, Peyton Manning, number three, Terry Bradshaw, number four, Troy Aikman, number five, Patrick Mahomes, number six. You cannot deny what Patrick Mahomes has done. You cannot deny how he has played over his five years in the league. And just to think that if that pre-snap penalty didn't happen against Tom Brady, that we could really be having an insane conversation. I really had to break it down. I really had to get into the numbers. Is he the most talented quarterback of all time? Yes, by far. Nobody has passed the eye test better than Patrick Mahomes. He does out-of-this-world things. Patrick Mahomes, for me, is number six on this list, and I think he comfortably sits there as well. I am going to put him over, just to kind of give you all perspective, I will put him over Drew Brees, Roger Staubach, Dan Marino, John Elway, Big Ben. Anyone else you want to bring up there, I am going to put him over him. Um, you know, I know obviously some people feel like Aaron Rodgers should be in here. He's got the four MVPs, but the second Super Bowl really, really separates it for Patrick Mahomes. I do think you you could say it's a toss up. I think Mahomes is more talented than than Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers can definitely make any throw, but make any throw. But Mahomes, without question, can make any throw. Uh, and again, I'm not saying that Rodgers can't. Um, but you know that again, third quarterback ever to now have Super Bowl MVPs multiple times and multiple regular season MVPs as well. Um, you can't say anything more about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, truly legendary. Uh, if you're a hater, I'm sorry. Um, you are truly missing greatness. You are witnessing something that we have never seen before in the sport. And it's just like if you're out on Tom Brady, if you're out on LeBron, if you're out on Tiger Woods, if you're out on Steph Curry, you are missing a potential once-in-a-lifetime thing with Patrick Mahomes. Open your eyes, watch the tape, check the numbers. And I will say that Patrick Mahomes does have the potential to go town as the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm sure that ruffled some feathers out there. So go ahead and call the show 678-480-8716. Again, 678-480-8716. The QR code here, of course, is every bit of social media content that we have for the show, I see people going off in the chat here. If we are talking about only regular season, then maybe Aaron Rodgers. No, bro, that's that's Peyton Manning. Absolutely not. If Peyton Manning would have won the Super Bowl the year that he recorded the first ever 50-touchdown, 5,000-yard season, that would have went down as the best quarterback season of all time. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes has had one. Drew Brees had the triple crown in his year where he led the league in completion percentage yards and touchdowns. Um, so now the best regular season quarterback to me without question is, is Peyton Manning. I love the Aaron Rodgers argument, but no, I can't go for that there. Mahomes has the R talent of Rodgers and clutch factor of Brady. Truly one of one. Yeah, Herb. I mean, you nailed it on the head, bro. Um, you know, and, and I just want to say this, you know, sometimes I'll watch the Colin Cowherds and the, and the Max Kellermans and the, you know, Shannon Sharps of the world. And I'm like, damn, they really know a lot. And I feel like I can't really hang with them on certain parts of knowledge. And it's just because I wasn't alive at that time. But to know that we've got a Lamar Jackson, that we've got a Justin Herbert, and that we have a Patrick Mahomes and a Jalen Hurts and a Trevor Lawrence and just a Joe Burrow, and I think I already said Josh Allen, and just all these players out here that are going to be the next era. They already are the next era of the NFL. I'd love to see a Kyler Murray come, you know, come around. Um, that would really be awesome. But but yeah, truly, truly one of one. I don't want to watch Mahomes anymore. Yeah, I feel you there. Um, hey, you got you got a stud in Justin Herbert, though, bro. Justin Herbert's that guy, no question about it. I, I love Herbie. Um, best rookie quarterback season of all time. You can't say enough about him. I'm talking about over Mahomes. We have a caller here on the show. 
Caller, if you're hearing right now, please make sure you turn down whatever you got going on. Let me make sure I don't miss you here. You're live in the NFL with AJL. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Adam, what's up? It's Herb again. Hey, man. Appreciate you calling tonight. How are you, bro? I'm doing good, man. I'm loving the show. Hey, I appreciate it. How do you feel about Mahomes? Where is he for you? No pressure. There's no right or wrong answers. We all know he's a legend. Yeah. If we're talking about a combination of arm talent and accolades, it would be hard to have him out of my top three. Yeah. Um, what, was, what was your top six again? So my top six is going to be Brady one, Montana two, Manning three, Bradshaw four, can't deny what he did, Aikman five, can't deny what he did with the Cowboys, and I've got Patrick Mahomes at six, man. I'm really not mad at that list. I would just say what would take me over for Bradshaw and Aikman would probably be just the arm talent. Yeah. So – Bradshaw, yeah, had an arm too, right? But um, yeah, I think he's in my top three. It's just because he can give it to you however you like, like the Super Bowl. You know, some folks will say he was dinking and dunking. Yeah, he was just giving what the defense was giving him, right? Or just taking it. But you know, he can. It's just I, I love. Patrick just makes me feel different when I watch it. Like, it yeah. feels like how the Michael Jordan experience was for the older people. Right. They were watching them. Like, right. I feel like we really get that because we haven't seen this before. This guy, is, he's truly one of one, honestly. Right. Right. I know what you mean. And, and some people have kind of, you know, like when you say the Michael Jordan comment, and then I'll let you go here. Some people have kind of been, you know, Oh, you know, he's he's playing like Michael Jordan. He's he's really modern day Michael Jordan. And like that, again, that that rubs me the wrong way for a guy that's only played five years, but I understand like the it factor, the eye test, the effect on the field, like it does have that type of vibe. Um, and, and and honestly, I feel like if you don't just admit that seeing him on the field, like it's kind of like, okay, how do you assess the game? And that's not a knock on anybody, you know. It is hard to say, but what he's done is unprecedented in five years, man. So you say he's top three. Who's your top three quarterbacks? It's got to be Brady and at least Montana or Manning, too, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so definitely Brady and Montana, one and two. Okay. And I got Mahomes right behind. Okay. Please tell me you got Manning at four. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is a right or wrong answer, bro. Oh, you know, look, man. I, I think I would have to put him at four, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I Biggest fan of Manning back yeah. then, just because oh. you know he was great with the with the pre snap reads and just breaking the defense down. But it just felt like it felt like he would always come up a little short for me. Yeah, like how Aaron does now. Where when you look at the end of the career, you're like, "Where's the rings?" Because right. we, we, we see the arm talent, we see you've done stuff in the playoffs, but he would just always come up a little short for me. Right. So, but that's just my personal bias, honestly. Peyton was a hell of a, a hell of a quarterback. Like, right. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So, thanks for letting me call in, Adam. And Always, before bro. Before you let me go, I just want to remind everybody: you know, calling Jordan the best after three rings, not after six, because you know you can't deny what you see. So, uh, if it if it feels like if it feels right to say that he's the goat, just say it, guys. Don't be scared. That's he's that guy. That's he right. Got, he got a lot to go. He has a lot to go, but. I think he is definitely on the best trajectory of anybody we've seen from the quarterback position. Can't argue with it, man. Thanks for calling in, Herb. You know you're always welcome. Appreciate you so much, Herb, for calling in. Um, yeah, I mean, he he said it best. <laughs> we called Jay 
Michael Jordan. We called him the goat after three chips. Uh, Mahomes has two. He's already in elite company. Um, it is scary to say that he's the best all time, but again, I I could be sitting here on this show in another three to five years and saying, hey, don't know how you push back against it. Um, all right. So, of course, this is the show where we only talk about Jalen Hurts and nobody but Jalen Hurts. No, I'm I'm totally kidding. Uh, but I appreciate the love y'all have given for me on social media for Jalen Hurts. Uh, he's talking about over Mahomes. Anyways, we'll come back to that chat there. I see you, Darby. Don't think I forgot about you. So, what did Jalen Hurts prove to you? <laughs> Not me. I already knew he was capable of it. But again, guys, get in the comments. Let me know what did Jalen Hurts prove to you in this Super Bowl. Um, obviously, I'm the host on the show. I'm going to tell you what I think Jalen Hurts proved to me in this Super Bowl. Uh, an elite big time gamer, an absolute elite big time gamer. Um, didn't shy away from the moment. You know, I know a lot of people were like, "Damn that turnover!" You know, it 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 really it really screwed them. Whatever the case is, um, but you know, the very first drive after that turnover, boom, taken off up the middle, no problem. And he had like a 15, 20 yard scamper. Then he runs it in at the end of the drive, um, you know, for the rushing touchdown. And then he had another scamper before that, that was towards the right side of the field. And it's just like, God, like, and I, I, I loved that he did it in the third most viewed Super Bowl ever over a hundred million people worldwide got to see Jalen Hurts put on a masterclass in the Super Bowl. And I'll be honest with you. He surprised me with the, okay, so I'll take it back a little bit. He surprised me with the performance in the Super Bowl because of like the magnitude and just like, wow, actually 300 yards. Wow, actually 7% completion, 70% completion. Wow, actually a Super Bowl record for rushing touchdowns. You know, like the throws just, I mean, first ever Super Bowl. It's got to be one of the best performances we've ever seen in a first-ever Super Bowl. Oh, but the turnover. Relax. Please relax, because he more than corrected it. He outplayed Mahomes. Maybe not by much, but he outplayed Mahomes. And Jalen Hurts proved that, yes, like the NFL Mike says right here, Jalen Hurts proved that he is a franchise quarterback. If there was any doubts before this, there are no doubts now. Jalen Hurts is a franchise quarterback. He's always been a franchise quarterback, in my opinion. But this game, if there was any question for anyone, it is solidified now. Because for him to play like that in his second full season as a starter, being in the MVP and the Offensive Player of the Year race, like that's it's just it's it's truly remarkable for a second year Super Bowl performance. I mean, he looked poised. He didn't look nervous. He didn't look out of sorts. I will say he had a couple of turnover-worthy plays. He almost threw two interceptions in the Super Bowl. So, oh, maybe you can reel it back. That he, Oh, did he outplay Mahomes? Still standing on it. The eye test. The impact of the plays. I mean, Jalen Hurts proved so much. Again, like, like the NFL Mike said, franchise quarterback. 100% a franchise quarterback. And, and I'm so happy, right? I am so happy that Jalen Hurts did this in front of so many people. The way he took over the game with his legs, the way that he put up those touchdowns, again, 90% of his team's total yards, 80% of the touchdowns that were scored in the Super Bowl were a contribution of Jalen Hurts. No help from the defense. No help from the running game. No help. Even at some points, no help from his coach. 
And some people will say that he was a piece of laundry on the field, a flag away from being the Super Bowl MVP. Thank you so much. I'm sure you look better, though. Shout out to you downstairs getting the getting the Zeke Elliott form ready. Yeah, we about to eat after this show. Y'all already know we're going to have a loaded dinner. Um, but yeah, again, tell me down in the comments, what did y'all think about Jalen Hurts in the Super Bowl? Did he prove anything to you? Did you already know that he had this in him? Um, you know, did, did he show you anything new? I mean, how, how do you truly feel about Jalen Hurts after this Super Bowl? Um, it, it's great. It's great. I absolutely love it. I am impressed truly with what he's done. And now that's going to lead us into next of the Eagles have a big offseason ahead of them, a very, very big offseason ahead of them. And this is going to be something that they really have to get a hold of um, because two days after the Super Bowl, you lost your offensive defensive coordinator. Shane Steichen is officially hired for the Indianapolis Colts head coach job. And I just got to say, it really sucks. Like, it's like when I talked about, you know, Brian Flores getting hired to the Vikings. I feel so much on YouTube for blowing that video up. Smash my Bryant McFadden interview when I had like 70 subscribers. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I hate to see when a quarterback, you know, or not a quarterback, when a coordinator, like they're doing great, you know, just killing it with the team, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, whatever. Offensive coordinators, I will agree, they should go get head coaching jobs. Defensive coordinators, absolutely not. It's an offensive league. We've seen the downfall of defensive coaches. It shouldn't be a thing. But they have officially lost their offensive and their defensive coordinator. And so Shane Steichen, again, with the Indianapolis Colts, you now have the defensive coordinator, and Jonathan Gannon was officially just hired for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job as well. So a couple more coaching vacancies there that were filled. Um, you know, so again, you, you really got to ask the question of what is next for these Philadelphia Eagles. I will say just one thing off the bat, they do need to build around Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is a major, major piece on the field for them. Um, clearly out of Georgia, you know, I, I love the pick for the Eagles at this point, And I know we've got a, a Brandon Graham and we've got a Fletcher Cox and, you know, we've got guys out there with those names that we know they're veterans, but we also know that they are advancing and kind of getting older in their careers. And so when you have a young guy like Jordan Davis, and, and I kind of used to be out on the whole, oh, you know, uh, I, I kind of used to be on the fence of like, should you surround younger players with veterans? And then should you surround, you know, veterans with younger players? But either way, build around Jordan Davis. Um, you want that defensive line to look like it actually was worth 70 sacks, even though there was no sacks in the Super Bowl and, and really no pressures on the homes. You don't want that schedule to be a reason that the people say that you were frauds this year. You have to build back that, um, you know, you have to build back up that defensive line. And I'm not saying that Philadelphia is going to be frauds this year. Before the Eagles fans get at me in the comments, I love you, boy, Jalen Hurts. Check me on social. Check my episodes. I promise he has been a major topic ever since we have come back. Um, so don't think I'm a hater. Jordan Davis definitely, though, will need to be built around. And then apparently there is talks that they're going to pay Jalen Hurts $50 million. And paying Jalen Hurts $50 million is that's that's going to be tough for the Eagles because, first of all, I don't believe Jalen Hurts would command that type of money. We've seen the type of leader that he is. We've seen the way that he carries himself. Um, he's been doubted his whole career, and I get it. Oh, hell yeah. Now he definitely freaking deserves it the way he's been doubted. Pay him the most money ever. Throw him the check. Let him fill it out and sign it, right? I don't necessarily believe that the Eagles should do that, and I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, 
the Eagles and Jalen Hurts, of of course, should definitely come together and have some awesome communication about this because Jalen Hurts would take a hometown discount to keep an A.J. Brown, you know, to sign a Devontae Smith, to get another pass rusher in there to help supplement some of that secondary that, you know, really didn't show up against the Chiefs like we thought they were going to. So Jalen Hurts making $50 would be great. Hot take, I don't think quarterbacks are worth as much as they're actually paid today, like Derek Carr not worth 40. Mahomes at 50 million, like he's probably the only one worth the 50 because of what he's done. But like Aaron Rodgers at 50, uh, the way he's played in the playoffs, you know, I'm I'm not necessarily privy on, oh, pay everybody, you know, give him the bag early no matter what. Does he deserve it? Absolutely. No question about that. But Jalen Hurts getting paid 50 million would be a really uh, damning move, I feel like, considering how young he is in his career. There's no fifth year option since he was a second round pick. So like they're going to have to make these decisions. Again, he deserves the $50 million because of the way he played in the Super Bowl, but it would behoove the Eagles and would be very smart of them to not pay Jalen Hurts this type of money. Now, you got some starters that are going to be free agents as well, You know, notably Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, James Bradbury. You got TJ Edwards. You got Epps. You got Sanders. Some people are saying that maybe Epps and Sanders are going to be out of town and, you know, maybe you can move off of a Fletcher Cox because he's 32 years old. And, you know, obviously uh, they they I feel like they would like to retain Brandon Graham. But nonetheless, again, building around Jordan Davis is going to be major. You don't want that defensive line to look like it was a fluke. And then just kind of brushing up on some things here. You know, you take a look at some of the unrestricted free agents again, Bradbury Cox. Um, TJ Edwards, Marcus Epps, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, CJ Gardner Johnson, Linval Joseph, Jason Kelsey, uh, Zach Pascal, Robert Quinn, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Nodama Kingsu, Kaiser White. So these are guys that you, you know, you at least want to see half of those guys back. I feel like they could lose anywhere from, you know, six to seven guys in the offseason, which would be very unfortunate, but. This is why after the Super Bowl, you know, I really like to look at the outlook. What are things going to look like? Can they bring back those key players? That's what makes those dynasties clearly that we love to talk about and respectfully now that we're seeing it in the Kansas City Chiefs. <clears throat> Excuse me there. Um, you know, yeah, I mean, you take a look at the fact that a Patrick Peterson could be available next year in free agency, Levante, David, Debo, and Deion Jones. You got a Jadavian Clowney, you got a Melvin Ingram, and those could be guys that will take lesser deals to sign because they want to ring chase and get out there in 2023. So, you know, I, I could say that that's going to be something that the Eagles could really look into. Um, so, you know, realistically, when it comes to the draft as well, talking about what's next for these Philadelphia Eagles here on the NFL with AJL episode four, we're live. Don't forget, you can call into the show, 678-480-8716. Let me check the chat. I'm glad he made a huge jump in his second season in general. Me too, Jalen Hurts. Is that dude? Do you think the Eagles pay C.J. Gardner-Johnson? Um, Yeah. Yeah. He was tied in the league for six interceptions. Um, I mean, he's a hard hitter. He's a smack talker. He is very smart. Um, he's a big contributor. You know, so I, I definitely think that they'll pay him Darby. Um, I, I hate to see it. You know, my cousin Allen, Titans fan, watching AJ Brown really become his best version in Philadelphia. Um, you know, Chauncey Garner Johnson obviously played himself into such a tradable asset because he played so well coming out of Florida. Um, he was one of my favorite players, but yeah, I think they'll definitely they will definitely pay Chauncey Gardner 
Johnson. Now, when you take a look at the draft here, like I was mentioning on what's next for these Philadelphia Eagles, Joey Porter Jr. out of Clemson could be great. You got the defensive lineman and Brian Brisset, Breesey, not really sure how you pronounce that there. And they've even got Nolan Smith out of Georgia who could be a good you know piece. So just talking about some of that secondary, some of those defensive lines. And again, I, I know I keep mentioning Jordan Davis, but he was a he was a great pick when they took him. Um, and obviously, you know, uh, I'm a Georgia fan. Y'all see the stuff in the background. Clearly love what Jordan Davis did. So that that could be a great way to obviously build around him. So I would say the biggest thing that's next for these Eagles is control the payday for Jalen Hurts. You got to bring back, obviously, Jason Kelsey. You know, I think Brandon Graham would maybe be more ideal than Fletcher Cox. I think Gardner Johnson, Bradbury um, are definitely some must haves that you got to bring back. You got to go out there and search for an OC. I'll probably have that in an upcoming episode of, you know, best OCs for the Eagles to go grab defensive coordinator as well. So, I mean, they just, they cleaned house in some big positions, not even cleaned house, but free agents coming up, coordinators, got to make sure you build on that D line. Um, you know, you just, you, you really got an off season to address here. And, and I think, I know the Eagles can do it, but it's going to be major for them. Um, you know, as they, as they write it out, I want see me back home with the thoughts. hundred percent, man. I do too. I would love to have Chauncey Garner Johnson back. We're going to make this show just about around an hour. All right. So as we wrap up episode four of the NFL with AJL, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate everyone that's tuned in tonight. We now have to ask the question of what is next for these Kansas City Chiefs because they have now won their second Super Bowl in four seasons. Patrick Mahomes is now the sixth best quarterback of all time. Um, they did it without Tyreek Hill. It was crazy as hell to me that people were saying that these guys could possibly not make it the Super Bowl, um, not make the playoffs, not win the division. Um, LLL for all those takes. Clearly, Patrick Mahomes did his thing. The Chiefs did their thing. Um, I mean, just look at the emergence of MVS. Look at Juju. Look at the rookie and Pacheco. Um, look at Trent McDuffie in the secondary. I mean, truly, clearly, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid doing his thing. Um, you know, Mahomes just further cementing the legacy with actually having, um, you know, the injury on his back. So just so much that went into this chief season. And again, now you have to take a step back. Season's over. You're champions. That's great. Don't rest on your laurels. You want to continue to lick your chops and ask the question now of what do the chiefs need to do to essentially go back to back at this point? And I think the first thing you take a look at is you got to get Patrick Mahomes a true wide receiver one. Kadarius Tony, obviously a solid guy. MVS, obviously a solid guy. Juju, feel the same way. They are guys at the end of the day, wide receiver two or threes at best. I'm not going to sit here and have the argument of any of those guys being a wide receiver one. Clearly, they were all traded to the Chiefs for a reason, ironically enough. Um, so, yeah, you know, going to get a true wide receiver one for Patrick Mahomes would be great. Um, you know, again, Sky Moore was nice. You, of course, love to see a Justin Watson. You like to see a Patrick Mahomes, or excuse me, you like to see, um, you know, a Kadarius Tony. Again, you know, a Sky Moore, Justin Watson. But apparently, looking into this 2023 NFL draft, you've got a Jordan Addison, who is crazy, of course. You've got a Jalen Hyatt, who is insane out of Tennessee. I can't wait to get into the NFL draft on this show. We will more than likely do a live draft show and allow people to zoom in for their teams. But yeah, you got to get Patrick Mahomes a true wide receiver one. Um, clearly, he can win a Super Bowl without one. Of course, Kelsey is his wide receiver one, so maybe they're just going to chill. And I mean, um, Travis Kelsey continues to get wide open throws time and time and time again, no matter what the stakes are of the game. So clearly, that's coaching. 
So who knows? Maybe y'all don't want him to go get one, but obviously that would uh, just solidify it more and extend it for this Kansas City Chiefs. Now you got to protect Patrick Mahomes as well. You got to resign these offensive line pieces. You can't afford for an Orlando Brown Jr. to get out of town. Um, and honestly, go get more of those offensive line pieces. We know that this NFL draft is going to have guys out there. <clears throat> of course, you know, there's guys like Andrew Wiley who are going to be free agents. And then you got backup interior lineman Nick Allegretti, who's going to be a free agent as well. So you want to make sure that you can supplement this because, again, the biggest reason why I thought the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl is because of how they got embarrassed last time against the Bucs. The same thing could possibly apply here. You don't want to have this Super Bowl and be great and then lose some of these guys and not get embarrassed next year, but you don't want to have to go back to that. So getting Patrick Mahomes some protection or upgrading that protection on the O-line would be great. Clearly, we know what Creed Humphrey is. Clearly, we know who Joe Tooney is, Thooney, however you want to say his last name. Uh, but continuing to protect him, continuing to get weapons for him could be great. Uh, and then, of course, you know, some of the secondary as well and also even the fact that, you know, you know the secondary is young with the Trent McDuffies of the world. Obviously, Legereus Sneed is great. You're not great. Um, you know, good. Obviously, Legereus Sneed is good. Juan Thornhill is good. Um, but being able to look into the draft for some of those secondary players as well would really be key for the Chiefs. And then you want to be able to get that pass rush on lock as well. Compliment of Chris Jones. Compliment of Frank Clark. George Karloftis was an awesome pick. I think he had six sacks for a rookie this year, which was really great. Um, and clearly, the Chiefs were second in the NFL in sacks with 55 but when you look at Carl Loftus and Chris Jones that do have those two spots locked down, you could have two other spots that are up for grabs in terms of a Frank Clark, a Kalen Saunders. Um, so really being able to look into this draft again at a possible Nolan Smith or even got names like uh, B.J. Ojolari and Andre Carter II. This draft is going to be major. It's going to be, I think, one of the best drafts we've seen in a while. Um, obviously, it's not going to be you know the Justin Fields and the Zach Wilson and the Trey Lance draft as much as y'all might not think that's a great draft. The hype was obviously amazing around it. Um, so yes, the needs for the Chiefs should be to grab some more weapons for Mahomes, even if it's just one. Uh, make sure that offensive line stays on lock and and get some veteran players and fill those spots that are going to be in the secondary that are going to be on that defensive line. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a hell of a show. I'm going to address the rest of the chat here before we get out. Yeah, Travis Kelsey is his wide receiver one. Definitely agree with that there, and I'm not going to let. The I get left off the screen. I do want CJ Gardner Johnson back home with the boys. Of Super Bowl 57. Winners and losers. Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. What did Jalen Hurts prove to you? Patrick Mahomes is now a number six quarterback of all time. And I'm comfortable saying that. Herb said on the call, it only took us three rings to call MJ the great. Gotcha, Mahomes has two. I'm not arguing for him to be the number one. We heard what I said about those quarterbacks. What's next for the Chiefs? What's next for the Eagles? Appreciate everybody. We are live every Tuesday, every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. The QR code is every bit of social media content, every podcast platform that we are on. Please, if you're watching live, don't forget to like the stream. If you're on YouTube, 99.5% of y'all are not subscribed in the analytics. Show me that. Like, subscribe, hit the bell. Make sure you call the show next time. You always can. 678-480-8716. We are sponsored by Buy and Sell with AJL for all your worldwide, international, whatever the case is, your real estate needs. Make sure to get at them at Buy and Sell with AJL. 
episode four was live. It was lit. It was established. On the next show, we're going to be going over the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. We're going to be talking about some of these quarterback moves. Amazing show. Appreciate it. Before we get out of here, Christopher, what's up, man? Poor Hunter, as we call you. Good to see you. Thank you for subbing to everything. Derek Carr to the Saints. I don't know, bro. That is going to be on the next show. I got to go catch some dinner. I'm out. Peace.